0: If Pandora's box was a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away I said, if Pandora's box was a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway every time I have half a month to leave you, babe, that means I have half to stay.
1: It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture. Every Thursday evening at 6.30, and wait, that's what time it is now, so, okay. Today, well, the last week, well, um, it's been hard to know... Whether up is down or down is up with everything that's going on. So I thought that I would start the show with a reassuring, indisputable fact from our HEPCAT correspondent, Cab Calloway. Cab, shall we?
0: about chicken. Chicken's a popular word. But anywhere you go, you're bound to find a chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Some people call it a fowl. That's the story I heard. But let them call it this and let them call it that. A chicken ain't nothing but a bird. A dish for old Caesar, also King Henry the third. But Columbus was smart, said you can't fool me. A chicken ain't nothing but a bird. a dish for old Caesar, also King Henry II. but Columbus was smart, said you can't fool me, take it ain't nothing but the bird.
1: But they used to be dinosaurs, right? But a chicken ain't nothing but a bird in the present tense. Cab Calloway from his album, Are You Hep to the Jive? And yes. So, yeah, it's time for a little bit of uh, edible calendar on Pandora's Lunchbox. I really need edible calendar theme music. Edible calendar. Got to work on that. But Eat Me, Alice's Adventures in the Working Class, is concluding this weekend it's at the Children's Creative Center at 1600 Pauline Boulevard, Ann Arbor. Alice is a dis- dis- I don't think she is. Alice is a disillusioned employee stuck in the doldrums of corporate life. When the division director, Mr. Rabbit, suddenly walks out of a board meeting, Alice volunteers to bring him back. Yet as the stress of her job slowly pushes her over the edge, she finds herself navigating a building of usually egotistical and shrewd employees who have collided with the whimsical whimsical personas of Wonderland. An adult reimagining of the children's classic, this is important, the show contains some strong language. Eat Me, Alice's Adventures in the Working Class by the Brass Tax Ensemble is going to be concluding this weekend. there will be performances this Friday and Saturday at 8 p.m. and this Sunday at 2 p.m. at the Children's Creative Center, 1600 Pauline Boulevard. Also this Saturday, the Dick Dieterle Corn Crib Fundraiser says here in the Ann Arbor News, RFD boys will be joined by a variety of local musical friends to help raise money to erect a bandstand in the form of a corn crib at the Webster Township Historical Society. So I looked up corn crib because it's not a word in my usual vocabulary, but uh, a corn crib is a type of granary used to dry and store corn. It may also be known as a corn house or, in this case, apparently a bandstand. So there you go. So if you have a corny band playing, you can store them on the bandstand while they play their music. I think that's how it works. It's in memory of the late RFD boys, founding member Dick Dieterly. Also, on the lineup are the Chenille Sisters and the Raisin Pickers. A food reference there, another one. This is at Saturday at 8 p.m. at the Ark. Information is at theark.org. So, many heartening food related things going on in the Ann Arbor area. And also, I've been thinking about some music that could make one consider making sense of the world. That's Did that sentence make any sense? We heard a chicken ain't nothing but a bird, indisputable fact. I've got a couple of songs called Melting Pod, you know, just thinking about that these days. And let's try this one. This one is a slow burn here. Perhaps you can discern that this beautiful thing you're listening to is Booker T. and the M.G.'s, and that is called Melting Pot, from their very best of on stacks. Also was a single in 1971. It's a beautiful eight minutes long. Let's, uh, let's have it in the background here while we reflect on some things going on in the area, a little bit more of the edible calendar here. This sounds like a really, really interesting event at the Detroit Institute of Arts, The Banners and Cranks Festival of Cantastoria is happening this weekend. Says the Metro Times here, What is Cantastoria? Cantastoria is a traditional and theatrical form of storytelling where a performer sings a story while pointing to a series of images painted or otherwise. The four-day festival will see different programs happening at the Detroit Institute of Arts, the Trumbull Plex, and the Carrie Moss Art Production House, from a history of Cantastoria to an evening of Cranky Stories with the Detroit Pleasure Society Band. Sunday afternoon sees a kid-friendly Cranky Stories, a kid-friendly Cranky Stories, I'm not sure how the plural works there, at the DIA, while the evening will be filled with inspirational and confounding tales at the Carrie Moss Art Production House, or CMAP, actually, is a different place, an acronym I don't recall or know, but Confounding... Cranky, friendly, sounds like the world I want to live in. You can find out more about all this merriment at uh, bannersandcranks.org. So this is a little weird here. uh, From the Associated Press, says here, from Seattle, from a distance, the brick wall looks like it's plastered with festive rainbow-colored confetti... Up close, Seattle's gum wall doesn't look like that. Tourists and locals have been sticking their used chewing gum to the wall near Pike Place Market, which serves food. Food reference for 20 years. It now boasts an estimated 1 million pieces of kaleidoscope of col- in a kaleidoscope of colors. Some stretched and pinched into messages, hearts, and other designs. People have also used the gooey wads to paste up pictures and other mementos. Earlier this month powerful steam cleaners melted it all off. The the market hired a contractor to use steam because pressure washing would damage the historic building. Market officials decided now was as good a time as any for the cleanup, but they expect people will start leaving gum on the space again soon. And in fact, um, from the Associated Press, two days ago, Chewing gum once again adorns Seattle's famed gum wall less than a week after it was steam cleaned of 20 years worth of chewing gum. A flash mob met last Saturday to leave their gum behind on the wall in the city's Pike Place Market. The group made a peace sign with the Eiffel Tower in the middle to honor Paris after Friday's terrorist attacks. All you need is gum. What a world, what a world, huh? But if you open a can of human beings, or human beings, you might get uh, something very interesting. Exactly. That is XTC in disguise as the Dukes of Stratosphere, open a can of human beans. They put out a, an EP called 25 O'Clock in the 80s, and it was reissued as a CD compact disc, compact CD disc, digital thing. With that track and other bonus track things. So there they are. It's almost 10 to 7, and Arwolf and Face the Music is at 7.00. But not so much seven, the number being important, but five because he's been playing wonderful, wonderful music all from years that end in five for the last few weeks. And that's continuing at seven o'clock songs almost absolutely primarily from the first half of the 20th century from years that end in five. And I hear something about a song about a donut. So I will be definitely listening to that, and I suggest you do that, too. Actually, I urge you to do that. This being WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3, also WCBN.org, you know. So there's this big trend online about people scaring their cats with cucumbers. No, really, people are taking videos of what happens when they place a cucumber behind a cat, and sometimes they look around and they go, Whoa! And they jump up in the air, and it's very wacky-looking and silly, and there's people chuckling. You can actually see cat and cucumber videos online. But says National Geographic, People are scaring their cats with cucumbers, but they shouldn't. Some felines couldn't care less about the vegetable intrusion, but others leap high into the air when they see it. That's not good for the animals, experts warn. If you cause stress to an animal, that's probably not a good thing, says Jill Goldman, a certified animal behaviorist in Southern California. If you do it for laughs, it makes me question your humanity. A cat behavioral expert at the University of Bristol, author of the book Cat Sense, John Bradshaw agrees, saying it's an incitement for people to scare their cats and then invite people to laugh at them. Goldman explains that the cucumbers are triggering the cat's natural startle responses since they wouldn't normally see cucumbers on the floor. It's also possible they may associate the green invader with snakes, which can be deadly predators, Goldman adds. With a startle response, a cat will often try to get out of there as quickly as possible and then reassess from a distance. Hence the leaping cats in the videos. A thought from the National Geographic. Moving, though, to other events on the edible calendar in the area. What's going on that is also food-related? Well, on Saturday the 21st at One-Eyed Betty's in Ferndale, it's a festival called Festive Ale. Hmm, ale, what could that mean? Featuring music from Joshua Davis, Chris Bathgate, The Crane Wives, The Accidentals, Jason Denny, Raleigh, Tussing, and the Midwest Territory Band, and Woven Tangles. There will be roasted lamb, whole roasted pig, sorry, lamb and goat, giant tartiflette, I should look these things up before I say them out loud, and cider and donuts. There will also be Belgian Christmas beers, holiday beers, rare and special Michigan beers, and not to mention beers. This is at Festive Ale at One-Eyed Betty's in Ferndale, Information is at OneEyedBettys.com. And here's something that is heartening. Actually, this is coming up starting next week, an almost British Christmas by the Theatre Nova Ensemble. This is going to be at, uh, oh, here we go. Theatre Nova will close its 2015 season at the Yellow Barn. That's where it is with its first original show, An Almost British Christmas, a holiday romp inspired by the British tradition of pantomime, or panto, which takes children's stories and injects vaudeville sensibility to create raucous family entertainment. You've probably seen some panto on Monty Python. I believe they had a panto Queen Elizabeth running around the forest or something like that, where somebody with a giant Queen Elizabeth head mask was running around... I don't remember if this person was crashing into trees but it really would be quite understandable if that's in fact what they were doing. So it says here the story will track two unsophisticated Americans, perhaps I'm one of those, who attempt a British pantomime using American iconography and traditions. The result is an unusually American an unusually American panto featuring local celebrities. Hmm. Actually I heard that Christopher Taylor, the mayor of Ann Arbor will be involved in that. There will also be pop culture references, which sounds dangerous, and choirs of local school children, a truly unique way to celebrate the holiday season. Carla Millark will direct with Daniel C. Walker, providing production design, and Almost British Christmas will run November 27th through December 20th. Facebook page of Theatre Nova will give you more information. It's going to be at the Yellow Barn at 416 West Huron Street, starting on... November 27th. So much excitement in the area, and this is important, too. This has nothing—we're actually running out of time. So time is actually an important issue right here. Here, Here's the story here. For this decision, a United Nations agency has decided to take its time. Why? The International Telecommunication Union— I've been a member, a card-carrying member for a long time, said that it had considered a proposal to abandon the leap second at a conference in Geneva, but recommended further study. The practice of periodically adding an extra second to compensate for the slightly slower rotation of the Earth has kept computers synchronized with the planet's 24-hour day since 1972. The international timekeepers said they needed more details on the possible impact Of ending the practice and would evaluate the findings at a meeting of the World Radio Communication Conference in 2023. Until then, leap seconds will be added as needed with a pinch of salt. The last leap second was added on June 30th of this year. The time before that, the time before that was in 2012. Well, on that note, it's about time to wrap it up here. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for being you. Arwolf is getting ready. To help us face the music, with the number five, brought to you by the number five NWCBN. Well, I think our Hepcat correspondent has another message on the events of this week. Here is Cab Calloway, and a little song by the name of "Everybody Eats When They Come to My House." Goes like this. Thank you for listening. Keep on doing that. <laughs>
0: Try the salami, Tommy. Give it the gravy, Davy. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Try a tomato plate, too. Here's cacciatore, Dory. Taste the bologna, Tony. Everybody eats when they come to my house. I fix your favorite dishes. Hoping this good food fills ya. Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone. You better eat if it kills you. Pass me a pancake, Mandrick. Having a derby, erby. Looking the fendel, mendel. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hannah. Daddy. Tommy. Dora. Mandrake. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Pasta Fazula, Tolula. Oh, do have a bagel, bagel. Now don't be so bashful, Nashville. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hey, this is a party, Marty. there yeah, you get the cherry, Jerry. Now look, don't be so picky, Mickey. Cause everybody eats when they come to my house. All of my friends are welcome. Don't make me coax you, moax you. Eat the tables, the chairs, the napkins, who cares? you got to eat if it chokes you. Oh, do have a knish, knish, ya? Ask him the latke, matke. Chili con carne for Barney. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Face, buster, share. Chops, thump Everybody eats when they come to my house
2: Everybody eats when they come to my house
3: Another uplifting 30 minutes with Mike Perini, Pandora's Lunchbox, on Radio Free Ann Arbor, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Student-run, truly alternative radio from the University of Michigan. i got to say, even the um, student sports talk show today sounded almost like Fireside Theater. So I think the creativity is just... uh, an intrinsic element here that just infests and infects everyone in a good way. Exhibit B would be this program, which we call Face the Music, and as Mike hinted, this is the uh, the 12th in an 18-week series of programs coordinated by the numeral 5 in observance of the Closing weeks and months of the year 2015. It's been quite interesting. I've actually posted a living index of fives to show... Uh, that's online somewhere. Living index of fives. If you look that up, you'll probably stumble upon it. It's a little blog that I created just to uh, keep adding these songs with the uh, the titles, the artist, and the recording date. I'm uh, trying to keep up with that. I just put in uh, last week's material recently, so it's quite interesting to look through. And it'll be a pleasure to add this list to it. It opens with a um, a song that, for some reason, immediately made me think of Mike Perini. When, when I saw it, I thought that it would be uh, a very Mike-like thing to do to open tonight's Face the Music with Washboard Sam's 1935 recording, Who Pumped the Wind in My Donut?, This appears to have been inspired by automobile tires, but it's got the magic word donut repeated over and over again in it. Washboard Sam, let's go.
0: Who pumped the wind in my donut? Sure don't resemble me. Who pumped the wind in my donut? Down on that yam yam tree. I wasn't there when the pumping was done, but who's to never pump a pumpy son of a gun? Who pumped the wind in my donut? So don't remember me. Who pumped the wind in my